Well, I hate to hark back to the Michael Jackson documentary one more time, but there is an observation I need to make. After observations I made yesterday and reactions on um, social media that concern me. Yesterday I wrote in my feelings after part one of the program, and I wrote why I can no longer listen to Jackson's music because of the program, and I posted it online, and then it went a bit feral. My son phoned me last night, actually, and said, have you seen some of the crazy comments on your Facebook page? Many people question how I could declare Jackson guilty of sexual abuse based on a one-sided documentary that didn't seek the views of Jackson's side. Yes, that would be true, but the problem with that is that I never said that. My piece was very carefully worded. Nowhere in the piece did I say I believe that Jackson was guilty. If you doubt me, go back and read it. Newstalkzb.co.nz, Andrew Dickens Afternoons. If you can't find that, you can go onto my Facebook page. I've posted a link on it. I never said Jackson was guilty. But a growing up will know that that does not mean he's innocent either. It's just not proven beyond reasonable doubt in a court of law. So I never said that. I spent half of the piece throwing Wade Robson's credibility into doubt, just as a journalist did on Chris Lynch's program yesterday, which people said I should go and listen to. Well, I'd already done it myself. I stress that everyone in this story, from the kids who became men, to their parents, to Michael Jackson, are pretty much seriously screwed up people. But what I know to be a fact that was illustrated graphically in the program is that Jackson groomed children and their parents and took a succession of boys aged between 7 through to 12 to his bed. That is the truth. Even Jackson admits it. He did take them to bed. He just had pillow fights. Now, if you think that behavior is okay and that it is only abuse if sexual activity takes place, and can then be proven in a court of law, then frankly, I worry for you. After all, what seven-year-old, enthralled to a 30-year-old billionaire and the biggest star in the world, takes a camera and a tape recorder to bear with him to provide him uh, you with the sort of proof you need to look down your nose and tut-tut? So Jackson's proven behaviour is textbook paedophile. And yesterday, I called it a masterclass in how to groom. And even more so if he is guilty because he got away with it. But, you know, what was this documentary about? Listen to Dan Reed this morning and look at it. It was never about whether he was guilty or innocent. It was more showing what abuse and grooming look like. And I found the vociferousness of the defense of Jackson, the defenders of Jackson on my Facebook page to be concerning. And this is what I'm concerned about. It's a demonstration on how so many abusers and bullies and perverts and murderers spend so long hidden in plain view right amongst us. It's how the George Pells and all the other priests get away with it for so long, using their power to keep victims silent and their influence to keep accusers at bay. 
It's how the Michael Jacksons of this world get away with it, with their money and charm. Jackson had more to gain from keeping stuff quiet than his accusers have of coming open with things today in this documentary. We're talking about billions. Remember, he told every boy that if the secret was out, then the whole thing was over. He had billions of future income to protect. He had so much skin in the game. All his skin was in the game. All his family's skin was in the game. Meanwhile, he amassed an army of supporters in the industry and around him that benefited from the circus staying on the road. He bought James Safechuck's family a house. It's the way people like the Kahui's operate, using fear and silence to ensure that a truth never comes out. And I was thinking last night about that rugby coach who was recently convicted of 90 counts of sexual violation against multiple victims. Yay, we got him at the last one on the 90th. What about victim one, victim two, crime three, crime four, crime five, crime six? How did it stay silent for so long? Who was scared? Who was prepared to talk? Fear and silence and shame kept everything quiet. And it reminds us, and that program last night reminds us, how all the cards are always loaded against the victims.